Hello, everyone, and welcome to the EVN Disrupt podcast. My name is Nejda Tsadurian. I'm the editor of the creative tech section here at EVN Report. Our guest today is Sergey Gungurov, head of core product foundation at Miro. He joins us to discuss the company's first year in Armenia since moving here from Russia last year. Miro is a popular collaborative whiteboarding tool which currently serves over 50 million users. Sergey shared with us his insights on how product development works at this kind of scale. And in addition to that, we also explore the challenges of integrating the Russian tech community with the local tech scene here in Yerevan. Thank you for listening. Sergey, thank you so much for being with us today. Well, thank you very much. I'm yeah. happy to join you today. Let's start with a little bit of your background. Uh, tell us what it is you do at Miro and how did you get into computer science? As of now, uh, in Miro, I'm responsible for building our internal platform, uh, which enables our feature teams to drive product evolution and uh, evolve it in a fast, efficient way. What is Miro? Tell us for the audience that doesn't know. As of now, Miro is an online whiteboarding collaboration platform that enables our customers to ideate uh, next big things together and uh, generate new products, new ideas, and drive the execution within their companies. For someone who hasn't used Miro before, walk us through like what an average customer's workflow is in Miro. What do they use? That's uh, the primary benefit of Miro. So we are not locking our customers within specific flows within the product. So we are enabling them to generate their own use cases, how to use our product and ideate it in their own way. So uh, the primary goal for us is to enable our customers uh, to build their own use cases by themselves. So that's important for us uh, because we are observing that uh, a lot of uh, different teams across the globe, they are using different patterns, different mechanics, uh, they are working in their own way. The only one thing which united all of them is collaboration. So they need to collaborate and they need to ideate these things together. That's why we are building our products to enable them to do it in their own way. We are providing enormous set of different kind of building blocks within the products, stickers, shapes, texts, uh, different collaboration applications like timers, votings, and so on. And we are enabling our customers to group them together and uh, combine them together to do things in their own way. And this is all for whiteboarding tools. So yeah, yeah, yeah. when you say whiteboarding, explain exactly what you mean. A whiteboard, uh, just uh, imagine a physical board. Yeah. So in every office uh, and at home, you have these uh, boards when you are making some notes, so when you're putting stickers, when you are drawing some kind of diagrams and uh, using it to uh, highlight your ideas, brainstorm, and then structure it to generate a result. So Miro, it's a digital whiteboard. So we are putting uh, physical whiteboards and physical collaboration spaces into the digital space. And we are enabling everyone to work on these uh, digital whiteboards uh, in the same way as they are working it with the physical whiteboards. Right. I'm curious, like, at what stage are customers using this? So for, is it like when they're on a call with someone? Because if it's a digital whiteboard, it assumes that everybody would be at their computers doing it, I guess, right? Is it real-time collaborative or is it like somebody works on it at one point and then passes it off to someone else? First of all, that's real-time collaboration. So we are enabling our customers to come on the same space together and ideate together. So that's our primary benefit. So we are supporting up to several hundred of users at the same time on the same board and they can do brainstorming sessions, they can organize PI planning sessions. They can ideate uh, how to evolve the product further. And they are working together at the same time. Uh, they see the cursors of each other. They see the stickers and uh, text of each other. They are able to comment. They are able to organize uh, video calls and audio calls through our product. And uh, even they are distributing across uh, different physical spaces. Uh, they can feel themselves mm -hmm. like they are working in the same room. So they are removing these physical boundaries between the, our customers. Right. and they, We are putting them into the same virtual 
Does it is the video f call featuring and stuff built into Miro, or is it integrated with tools like Zoom or other? So that's uh, our own. You, you guys have solution. Your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Audio, video, right. uh, chats, so uh, different ways of communications. When was the company founded? The company was founded about 11 years ago in Perm, uh, in Russia. So at the beginning, it was a small company which tried to find its own product market fit, uh, trying to position the product. Um, but since the beginning, it was a very good idea of the product. Uh, it found its uh, space uh, on the market, and that was growing. Right. That was growing, that was growing very fast, and... Uh, just to provide the, the scale of the company. I joined the company about five years ago. At those period of time, the company was about 70 people. 70? 70, yeah. Now it's uh, 1,800 people wow. distributed across the globe. We have a lot of offices in the United States, in Europe, in uh, Asia region. So, yeah. And we are growing. And also Armenia now. And also in Armenia, yes. So you guys came to Armenia about a year ago now? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. One year ago. Like, are you based uh, in Armenia now? Full yeah, time? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, uh, I came at the beginning together with all our people. So uh, you tell us how big the office in Armenia is now. As of now, it's a little bit less than 200 people. 200 people in Armenia. Yeah, wow. yeah, in Armenia. Yeah, and we are continuing to scale our hub here. Talk to us about like the decision-making process to come to Armenia. Why did you decide to come here? So one year ago, some events happened, and these events showed that we we are not able to stay in Russia and we are not able to continue our business from Russia. So that's why we decided to move to Armenia. The 200 that work at the Armenian office now, is it mostly just employees of Miro that came from Russia or have you guys hired locally as well? No, no, we are hiring local talents. We are hiring talents uh, from ex-Russian market, from yeah. uh, Iran, from uh, different countries. So we are welcome to any nationalities, to any right. background expertise. But, like, but how many people came with you to Armenia? Like, can you give us an idea of the, At the percentage? Beginning, when we came to Armenia, it was about 250 people uh, who came to us. Uh, some of them decided to move uh, into different locations. Yeah. Uh, the majority of them decided to stay in Armenia, as well as we started to hire uh, locally. Local. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How's the first year been in Armenia? What were your expectations coming here and and what, what's your take on it now? At the beginning, we had no expectations, to be honest. So, uh, it was also uh, fast, I imagine. It was, it was a fast decision, yes. We moved to Armenia. And uh, since the beginning, when we landed into Armenia, when we organized our locations, hubs, and so on, we started to research the market. And we found that uh, Armenian market uh, is a fast-growing market, honestly. We met a lot of amazing companies here. We met a lot of amazing people here. They were so supportive, so that we decided that we need to make a double down and yeah. uh, start to scale. That's great to hear. What about you personally? Had you been to Armenia before? Or what do you think of the country? How's your life here? Uh, for me, that's the first time uh, when I came to Armenia, but uh, I fell in love with the country. So oh, that's, that's an amazing place to live here. And yeah. really, nature, people, environment, Yerevan as a city and other cities in Armenia, they are so amazing. So, and uh, where, the where life have you here been around the country? You said other cities like Gimri, uh, Sivan and Dilijan. Nice. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's always nice to hear people from abroad enjoying uh, Armenia. I'm curious, coming from a much bigger ecosystem, the Russian ecosystem, what are you observing that's a positive in the Armenian ecosystem? And what do you observe that needs to be worked on? Um, it's always interesting to have an outsider's perspective. First of all, uh, local market, it's very connected to each other. So people are very connected to each other. Community is working. Uh, everyone is supporting and everyone is uh, ready to collaborate and ready to ideate how to move forward. That's really amazing to see how market is uh, operating. Everyone knows everyone. Everyone is trying to bring something new, new competences, new ways of working, new expertise to the market and they are going to invest into it and uh, we are ready to participate yeah. into this journey. 
What about something that can be worked on to be better? Is there anything that comes to mind? I don't think that uh, I can find uh, this or that thing uh, that yeah. uh, needs to be improved. So everything is evolved. And uh, I'm really passionate about the speed, how changes are implementing here. And I'm talking not just about the IT community or IT market. I'm talking about the overall environment and society and government and so on. Yeah. So it's very fast and agile. One thing that's been so interesting to people is since over the last year, something like you know, tens of thousands of Russian, Ukrainian, and Belarusian IT professionals came to Armenia. But it's kind of observable that there's kind of been these bubbles created. And I'm not sure the community has fully succeeded in sort of integrating all these new people into our ecosystem. Often, it's just people working remotely and not necessarily they've you know taken a job at, a, at an Armenian company and are you know working with Armenian colleagues regularly, or it's large offices like Myro and Yandex and others that have, have opened up. What's the general consensus? I know it's very hard to say for that number of people, but like, what can be done to better integrate the newcomers into our local ecosystems? Is there something you can share from your perspective? I think uh, that if you would ask me six months ago or nine months ago, there were no clear answer at all. So everyone, the horizon of planning was about maybe a couple of weeks or a couple of months, not uh, longer. As of now, consensus started to be formed. So the people are making decisions. Are they going to commit to live in Armenia? Are yeah. they going to stay here? Or they are going to move uh, into any other locations and the decision has been made already uh, by people who were moved uh, within the last year and the consensus for the people the, the majority of the people i cannot say that i know a lot but within my environment uh, the overall consensus that they are going to stay here and long here for those long. who have stayed for a year now they're most likely just going to stay yeah for the foreseeable future yeah 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 at least i am observing it within my environment and moreover so people who uh, spoke about uh, further relocations about six months ago as of now they started to say that they are going to live in armenia for upcoming years yeah for the foreseeable future yeah do you also feel that more can be done to integrate a lot of the newcomers into the ecosystem like at the very beginning there was a few events and stuff organized for example to help introduce people to the comp the local companies and the different vc firms and community hubs etc but it does feel like we've sort of like created two little bubbles and often i hear from my armenian colleagues that they want to find ways to like better collaborate like and involve people who have come from russia and other countries into the overall process because there's a lot of experience and stuff that has come to Armenia that we need to utilize better. Do you also feel that maybe or is there something you think that can be done to yeah, encourage yeah, that? Yes, that's uh, completely in line with my observation. So uh, what we observed within the last year that uh, in Armenia there are two markets which operating without any communication. Local companies uh, which exist on the market for the previous year and company who were relocated within the last year. And uh, as of now there is no strong communication collaboration between these two markets. Markets. What we are trying to do as of now, and uh, we are trying to do it within Mira, we are trying to bring these uh, two worlds together. We are trying to organize meetups, uh, we yeah. are trying to organize some kind of workshops, and we are going to do it within this year to attract people from both these markets uh, to move them into one place and uh, enable their collaboration. That's together. fantastic to hear. More initiatives like that, I think, need to take place. And both Armenian companies need to do it, and companies that have relocated uh, really need to step forward and, and do that, I think. I'm super happy to hear that you're uh, you're happy. I hope that continues to be the case. Let's talk a little bit more about Miro as a, a product. I believe earlier you said you guys have 50 million users yeah. globally. That's a, a huge number. I think on our podcast, you represent 
represent the company that has the most number of users that has appeared on the podcast. When you think about product development for something that is used by so many people and relied on by so many people, how do you make those decisions? Does it become much more conservative moving forward, the decision-making process to add or remove something? That's a really interesting thing. So when we have so many customers, so many users, uh, you need to have strong commitments to support their day-to-day activities and so on. We are building SaaS product. So we are responsible for uptime, scalability of our product, and we need to provide for them the reliability of the product. And our customers should rely on us. At the same time, we need to iterate as fast as possible. We have 50 million users. So all of these users, they have their own uh, preferences how to organize their day-to-day activities. They are working in different uh, companies. They are utilizing Mira for different use cases. And even our uh, customers, our users who are not working in the companies and who are utilizing product for their own needs, they have their own use cases and so on. And we need to enable all of them as well as we need to enable new ways of working and uh, new ideation processes which is happening in our users. So we need to iterate fast. We need to generate new product value fast. Uh, We need to make a lot of experiments to understand are our ideas brings real value for our customers or not. And we need to combine all these approaches. We need to be fast, we need to be iterative, uh, we need to build a stable product at the same time, we need to scale our product, and we are finding this balance on a daily basis. How do you experiment internally? Or is it done through releasing it to a smaller On a daily basis. On a daily basis, we are experimenting with our product internally, externally. So we are experimenting uh, with new features which we are releasing to our customers. We are understanding uh, what are their pain points. We are having a lot of interviews. Each feature which we are building within our product, we are challenging this feature. We are trying to understand uh, what would be our success metrics for these features, uh, how we, we are understanding how we will evaluate uh, this, that this feature is required for our customers yeah. and so on. A lot of companies that are as mature as Miro have tens of millions of users have really rushed over the last three, four months to integrate AI APIs into their products. One, I'm curious, has Mira done that as well? And secondly, when you see this big trend like this, something that becomes available to existing products, something that you can really easily add on and integrate, how do you think about that integration? Like, is it something that you... Sometimes it feels like a lot of these big companies that have been quick to integrate these AI APIs into them has just been a result of sort of not wanting to miss the trend. How do you think about that uh, from a product development perspective? We already launched it uh, several weeks ago. Uh, so we launched Miawa Mira AI, a set of features uh, which is supporting ideation process as well. Tell so, us what exactly, how does the AI workflow work in it? So uh, you can uh, group your stickers and uh, generate a summary of these stickers, uh, whatever. So uh, a lot of different small but very impactful things uh, what we uh, launched here. So we are evaluating as of now how that would be applicable for our product and how we will evolve it. Was it a quick decision? That was not a quick decision. So we also observing the market. Uh, we also observing our customer needs and we decided that we need to experiment with these features and give it a life. It seems like there's a huge value created for companies that already have a lot of users. A company that has 50 million users can quickly add on these services into their existing product and it's very easy to see how it would improve customer experience and things like that the floodgates have opened for ai products through all these apis primarily the open ai api how do you think about new products that will be uh, developed in this space using this technology do you think it'll just become way too competitive because it's been made a little bit too easy or is there a lot of room for really new innovative 
products to come out? So I cannot uh, say as of now how it will be evolved. So let's see. Okay, uh, let's get back to Miro. The presence in Armenia. Uh, what's the plan for the the near future? What does the company hope to see in Armenia? We made this decision about one year ago. We are staying in Armenia for a long time. So we are committing to be in this location. We are committing to grow and scale our hub here. And we are uh, attracting more and more people here. So we do not know how large will be our hub. That will depend on economic situation. That will be, uh, depends on the market uh, situation because how uh, it's very volatile in terms of talents and its movement but we are committing we are committing to be here and we are committing to invest into our market and we have a traditional sort of last question on the podcast i'm curious where do you hope to see miro as a company and as a product in five years that's a really great question so several hundreds of millions of customers so yeah. and we are the platform for ideation across the world wish you a lot of luck with that thank you so much for being here today Sergey. thank you